Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News. Today we have several blog posts, announcements, and an update on the exciting GeoTour that recently launched. We'll start with a blog post by Patrick Lacroix titled, Those Other Franco-Americans, The Madawaska Mirage. This post goes over the historical diversity of the Madawaska region and how the gradual infusion of French heritage people, such as the Acadians and French Canadians, shaped this region into what it is today. Check out the rest of this fascinating history and read the full story. We have an audio story titled, Franco-Americans in Maine, The History and Traditions of Mainers of French Descent. Listen in on the panel about the history and traditions of Maine's Franco-Americans and their impact on the state. The panel includes Doug Rooks, who is a main editor, commentator, reporter, and author. Severin Bievalu, a founding partner of Preti Flerti, and directs the firm's government affairs practice in Augusta and Washington, D.C. And Susan Panette, interim director of the Franco-American Center in Orono and associate professor of modern languages at the University of Maine. The FAC blog has two new blog posts titled French Voices, Asian Dialects, and French Inventions. Learn about the French dialects spoken in Southeast Asia, particularly in Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. Then learn about five inventions that came from France, such as the hot air balloon, bicycle, and braille. Check out both blog posts to learn more. We have a new episode of Les Adventures des en Québécois on the Ma Family Canadien Français blog. Join your host Luke as he shows you a few spots around his local area. Check out Out of Time by Lori Graves. This is the third book in the Great Library series. The series is partially set in Maine and includes time travel, magical creatures, and Franco-American characters. Support your local author by getting the book online or at Barnes & Noble in Augusta, Maine. There's a new post on the Modern Franco's blog titled, Why Franco-Americans Should Be Embracing Their Culture Through Traditional Dress. If you're like me and have always admired the traditional dress or folk costume of cultures around the world, you may have wondered if we as Franco-Americans could participate in this cultural exchange. I believe we can and should embrace our culture in this way. Find out why by checking out the post. Moving on to podcasts, if you attended the Resemblement, you may remember Julia Rhinelander who spoke about working on an upcoming podcast. So check out Franco-American Pathways, a podcast dedicated to the history and culture of the Franco-Americans and the Francophonie of New England. They'll be working from written and audiovisual documents housed at the Franco-American Collection at the University of Southern Maine's Lewiston-Auburn campus to explore Franco culture, history, and identity. And then listen in to this interview with French-Canadian Legacy podcast host Jesse Martineau by the Association for the Advancement of the French Language and Francophone Culture in the United States. Jesse and Kathleen Stein-Smith discuss Francophone culture and heritage, the French language, and Jesse's current adventures in Quebec. And if you want more insight into these adventures, be sure to check out the French Canadian Legacy podcast on Patreon, where you will get exclusive videos by Jesse himself as he navigates his time learning and speaking French in Quebec. Check out this Radio Canada interview en français with David Vermette, author of A Distinct Alien Race, The Untold Story of Franco-Americans. They discuss the history of French-Canadian immigrants who left Quebec for New England and more. Plus, Vermette goes over podcasters and bloggers in the Franco-American community who are reviving interest in the language and culture. And now on to events. 
on June 1st from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Join the FAC for Pret de Parlay in person for the first time in over a year. The group will be meeting at Murphy's Tap Room in Bedford, New Hampshire. But due to restrictions, a final headcount is needed, so be sure to register by May 31st at 5 p.m. All levels of French are welcome. I'll leave you with a huge update about the Franco Route Geo Tour that went live this past Friday morning at 8 a.m. We're all so impressed with the cashers out there who found the caches in the first two towns by 9 a.m. By 7 p.m. Friday night, all the caches have been found for the first time. By the time this new segment is released, we're certain that several of you will have completed the entire Geo Tour. So to everyone who has completed the Geo Tour, thank you for your participation and enthusiasm for the Franco Route. And if you're just getting started, thank you for your participation as well. That's all I've got for you this time. Everything I've covered today will be linked in the French Canadian Legacy podcast episode description. Merci for listening. Now, a bit ago, I came across an organization called the New Foundation, a New Orleans Institute that promotes French and Creole culture. And I am very excited to learn more about this organization. And I am joined by the gentleman behind the organization, Scott Tilton, Rudy Vezinet, and then we ask, generally ask a bonus question, which a lot of times doesn't have a whole lot to do with what we talked about in the interview. Sometimes it does. So I'm curious then, for, I guess, Scott, because you're the one who went from New Orleans to Paris. Yes. I would like something that surprised you unexpectedly about your time in Paris. And I'm thinking about, I spent a while in, in Ireland. And before I located to Cork, I had no idea that the windows did not have screens. For example, <laughs> that's something that I learned really quickly. So what is something that you never thought of, would never have come across, that all of a sudden you arrive in Paris and you're like, uh, sure, this is new? Well, I guess a couple of different things. I mean, one of the things, it's not surprising, but it's just so funny how it is, how you run into it is, is the automatic, like it's so automatic for any time you walk into a store in Paris or in France, you have got to say bonjour. That's why, okay. <laughs> for me, it's very southern. <laughs> That's awesome. So you always ask someone how they're doing. And I love when you're in Paris, and, and I may have run afoul of that a few times when I first moved here. It's just like, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do it, you kind of get stared down until you do it. And I think I always love that element to it. And um, the other one is um, making friends with the boulangerie. So I think nice. uh, to try to like uh, get the croissants in the morning and stuff like that. It's like, a, I don't know quite how to describe it, but you can go for like three years and never, you know, it's just kind of like cordial and that kind of distant interaction. And then suddenly they're like, Saba, how are you? And you're like, I don't know how to quite describe. You're just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> now, now, for those who may not, what is a boulangerie? Oh, yeah. It's the, so where you get your bread and your croissants. That is like the French institution. You know, you go in there, you have this like beautiful, just like butter wafting out of the place. A lot of butter. <laughs> <laughs> when I moved to Paris, um, I think the boulangerie down the street from me, this is five years ago, uh, had just opened like the first day. And I remember because there weren't many people in there. And I remember kind of having my time to just like look over the great, you know, the cat, you know, the, uh, sure. the all of the different things that they had. And I remember walking in almost this kind of like, I'll take one of that. I'll just draw like, oh, like I'll take one of that, one of that, and the person will be like, "Sure." <laughs> That's awesome. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair to think that everything they love we simply do not share. But the spirit never dies; our culture will survive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Each
Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.